you know, you have to prepare the youngsters to go back out into society. Right. And if you're just leaving out with a high school diploma to some young people, that means nothing to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't even understand the concept of that. You you have to give them some type of trade, some type of skill to go back out and go back out there and be successful or productive citizens in the communities that we govern. Welcome to another episode of No Ops Podcast, your podcast where opposition may be the topic, but the resolution is the focus. I am your host, Naisha D, and alongside of me is my guy, Elijah James Jr. This is another episode of No Ops Podcast. Today's guest we have is Councilwoman LaMonica um, out of Newark, New Jersey. Um, today's episode, I guess, for me, is really important that we inform our community about policies, um, laws. And there are some things that I'm still um, not sure of when it comes to policing and law enforcement and bridging that gap. So I think that it's important that we start from letting us know about you. Where are you from? Um, How does your household look? Um, The schools you attended, if you want to include that. Sure. So hello, everybody. Um, First of all, I want to thank you guys for having me. Um, It's a pleasure for me to be here. Um, I am, of course, from the city of Newark, the Great Central Ward. Grew up there, raised there, went to uh, elementary school there, Warren Street School, Morton Street School, and I'm a graduate of Big Blue Central High School. Um, Best high school ever. Um, (laughs) Best high school ever. Been in Newark basically all my life, started my career there, Um, and now I am the councilwoman of the ward. I grew up in and currently live in raising my daughter. Um, I was um, raised in a single family household, um, a single parent household, uh, shall I say. My my dad always lived out of state. Him and my mom met uh, when they were young, going, hitting the club scene in New York and in Jersey. And Newark Newark used to be a big uh, club scene back in the day in their time. Mm -hmm. Um, But they met there. And so, you know, I was raised by my mom. I have four siblings. I am the oldest of four. Um, and that's basically the responsibility. Yes, the responsibility, the responsibility of being that right, right. I do not wish it on anybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the oldest as well. And boy, oh yes. boy, whatever my mother did not do, I had to take on that responsibility. So you say you started your career in Newark. So before you became a councilwoman, what were you doing um in the community? So when I was a um, senior at Central High School, I had uh, landed a great opportunity. Uh, it was a program we used to have in Newark called Future Business Leader, and I was able to go work at Newark Public Schools in the central office setting um, in human resources at the time, and I started working there. I stayed there throughout college, um, became a college intern, and kind of ranked my way up uh, to become a clerk typist, a clerk. I mean, you name it, I kind of did it at Newark Public Schools, and I stayed there for about 10 years years um, before I started um, being recruited for other school districts. Mm-hmm. And so from Newark, I went to Sea Caucus as an HR professional, from Sea Caucus all the way down to Willenboro, which is like outside of Philadelphia. I used to Who do not know, it was the longest, <laughs> was the longest drive of my life. Um, I did that for four years there. Wow. And then from Willenboro, I was recruited to Montclair Public Schools back up this way, which was great. 
um, and from my clear public schools, I am now, even as a elected official, uh, serving as a community relations um, specialist at Essex Regional. Um, when people say, what's Essex Regional? It's mm -hmm. an alternative school district for Essex County. So basically when a young person cannot make it for whatever reason um, at their home district and you're from Essex County, you get sent to Essex Regional as an alternative placement. Okay. We have four schools. Uh, we have three in, we have two in Fairfield, one in Cedar Grove, and then we also run the jail at Excess County Youth um, Correctional Center. Okay. When yeah. you say run the jail, you mean you run a program there, or you guys are responsible we, for, like, I don't want to call them inmates, but responsible for their the juveniles who are sent there? So they're youngsters. So even okay. though they are um, sent to jail, they're in jail serving time, serving a sentence. Many of them are serving a sentence um, just there while they're under 18, but they're going to be sent up to Trenton or wherever a, a, a grown, like a grown adult will go to a, a prison. Right. Um, but they are responsible for schooling. The state is still responsible for schooling them, for them to get in their high school diploma, some of them their eighth grade diploma. Um, we see them young, young like that sometimes. And so we run a school there called Sojourn. Um, Sojourn High School is what it's called, okay. but it is literally, I mean, we get youngsters probably as young as uh, sixth grade sometime. Wow. Um, and so they're from sixth grade until 12th grade. And we're responsible for their full-blown education. We are a accredited school. Um, they get like a real high school diploma right. or a real mm -hmm. eighth grade. They take all of the same tests that the state requires. Um, That's and, SATs as well? Well, um, not SATs. They okay. don't offer SATs there, but we do offer um, all of the state exams, gotcha. like PARC or whatever okay. high school uh, placement tests they have to take to get out, um, to graduate, to qualify for their diploma. So literally everyday school, they go to school for six hours a day and we have a school set up in like the uh, bottom well not the bottom but it's like the first floor of the um the prison i never knew that yeah well i never knew that i didn't yeah. realize i didn't realize they were in ss well in the juvenile facility for an extended stay oh yes i didn't i yeah. thought it was like more like a processing center where they would come you know to a parent pick them up an ankle bracelet or wherever they were shipped to in a state i didn't realize people actually were there living Yes. So they're there. Sometimes we have uh, juveniles for years. Um, they come in, um, you know, they're there for three to four years. It, usually it's enough time to finish out a high school diploma. So, you know, you think about it depending on where you get in. Once we test you, how many credits you have. Some youngsters are there for two to three years. Sometimes it is a rotational, um, you know, a rotational center because sometimes kids get in and depending on what a judge grants them, they might be out on an ankle bracelet. They might only be there for a 40 day stay or mm -hmm. whatever the case gotcha. might be. But each case is individual. So it's case gotcha. by case. But most of the time my youngsters are there and they are there to the end and then they are being shipped up for you know more time you know yeah that's, so, a, that's a benefit though. that's a good benefit yeah. I mean to be receive the schooling because yes. I'm sure some of these kids at home don't even attend school when they're home. Correct, because it's not, you know, you're not being forced to go. Right, like, you know, right. when you're there, you don't have, like, really an option um, to say, I'm not going down to school today. No, right. you're going to school today, not unless you, like, on lockdown or whatever the case might be. Gotcha. Um, we actually were just on the news. We just had, like, a huge um, rollout of a program. We have a... Um, we implemented a program at the jail in connection with Excess County um, uh, Executive uh, Joe DaVincio, um, which is a... A semi, uh, 
It's called, I, I can't even think of what the name is. It's like a semi-log uh, system where we train youngsters how to use a forklift um, and different things. And you can get like a certified certificate like a there, uh-huh. like a trade. It's, okay. it's a trade program. Nice. Um, and then you can, you know, go through all of the training, all of the, um, you know, requirements. And when you get out, you know, whenever you're getting out, uh, you will have a certificate Something that will basically, on. you know, you can get an employment to say, I, I know how to operate a forklift and such, so forth. And so it's like a literally an online kind of automated system. It's really cool. Um, and you get behind the steering wheel and you learn and you practice. And literally it's like a virtual kind of, it's like look, look, looks like a game, you know, that you're playing. But literally it's one of the first ever um, in any jail in uh, the state of New Jersey. Well, yeah, for young I, people. And and I do come across a lot of youth who are in the streets mm-hmm. and, you know, find themselves being arrested. Not saying that once I get arrested, I know that I'm taken care of, but I don't even think that that particular program is is known. Like because most times when it comes to these young children, they want that. They want someone to say go to school. They want mm-hmm. someone to say that I have, you know, you have my support. So not going and not feeling supported. Is this something that they all know? Like once they get, once they go into the system, they know about this program and they have to stay there or is like a qualifying program? Not everyone goes in. So not everyone goes in. Okay. So when you get there, you know, we do like a regular intake, you know, just like kind of registration, like you would do at any other mm-hmm. regular school, but we do an intake. Um, it depends on where the child is in their time. Sometimes, you know, like I said, case by case matter, you might meet a 16 year old that may have just have enough school up until like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, imagine trying to get that child from sixth grade level at the age of 16 right. to where they need to be. So it right. depends on where the child is in the learning stage and how much work we have to do. Um, most youngsters can't read. Um, you know, most of grown people can't read. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is something that we're challenged with as well. When they come to us, they're at a level that you're trying to work to get them just up to par um, to get to a program right. like that, you know. So um, it looks fun because, you know, you get behind the wheel, you think all you're going to do is drive, but mm-hmm. it's more you got to know how to read, you got to mm-hmm. know how to, right. you know, right. comprehend other things than just, you know, getting behind and driving, thinking right. it's your your natural Xbox right. um, game. But it, it is a great program to kick off. And we hope that we grow the program because, you know, you have to prepare the youngsters to go back out into society. Right. And if you're just leaving out with a high school diploma to some young people, that means nothing to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't even understand the concept of that. You, you have to give them some type of trade, some type of skill to go back out and go back out there and be successful or productive citizens in the community that we govern. And so it's a big piece for me because I feel like most of the time we send youngsters out or even grown people, they leave jail and there's no plan. You know, right. they're just back into the same thing. You need money. You haven't been connected to a, a job, you know, right. and sometimes some of the programs people have set up for, you know, people, it's not really effective. You know, you give them a book and you tell them, hey, look through this, see what job you're going to get. They ain't looking through no book. You know, they like, I need to get money tomorrow because right. I got about five kids I need to right. pay or I'm homeless. My mom, I'm living with my mama here. There. It's just, it's just really tough. And so we, we're trying to set it up to the point where we prepare them, but also connect them to opportunities when they leave us. Okay. You know, that's our goal. Okay. The um the school back to the school inside mm-hmm. this uh, facility the the teachers wh- where where are the teachers coming from like are they like 
official teachers and they choose yes. to be in these schools or they're so, assigned there? So Essex Regional, we are like accredited school. So we're held to whatever NJDOE standards are. Everybody has to be certified. They have to go through whatever um, qualifications a teacher would go through if they work at Science High School. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so there's no difference from that. Uh, when they apply to work for our school district, we place them where the need is at. So e anywhere they go, either you're going to go deal with all, you, you're working at an alternative school district. Right. So you're either going to go to an alternative school district outside, like to mm -hmm. a school, or you're going to go to the jail, gotcha. either or. But you, you have to love it. Because right. if you don't, you yeah, just yeah. going to have a hard time. And we run into some people like that. You know, they think they're coming into one. You need a job. So you take it and you really don't care. You know, we go through that process of exiting people out like that. But for the most part, um, a lot of people have been there for years. Um, they've uh, started there, kind of spent their whole career there. And they love it because you got to love the job every day. You cannot deal with alternative. You can't deal with children, period. And right. you hate no, them. Right. Like, you know, right. uh, if you hate them, then you can't be here. And I'll always preach to the staff that, you know, what's good for your kids, you know, it, the same thing goes for these kids. Mm -hmm. If it's not good for your kids, it's yeah, not good for these exactly. children. Mm -hmm. um, and so we kind of preach that there for them to understand that because we don't want people there that hate our kids, right. you know, right. and so um, they, they go through the same qualifications, same oh, thing. Okay. Yeah. So how long have you been a council member? How long have you been a councilwoman? So I was elected in 2018 and sworn in in July 2018. So it's been a whole full year. It feels like it's been 20 years. Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's right. been a full year already. <laughs> and how was that? Because after, like doing research um, and, and learning more about you, um, you are the youngest, right? Yes. The youngest elect. So how was that coming in, being the youngest and being received by the community, knowing that, I don't know, this might be different. You know, how your approach would be, might not be what they're used to. Was there any like backlash or... Like coming in with your Twitter and Snapchat. Right, oh, right. yeah. It's a ton. And we still go through that every day. I mean, being the youngest, politics is not a young people's game. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a young people's turf. Uh, even we meet people, even during the campaign time, we'll, young, we'll run into young people and like, oh, come out and vote. What a, they're like, well, I don't do politics. I'm like, mm -hmm. you don't do politics? Okay. Like, let me explain to you why you should do politics, mm -hmm. you know. And sometimes young people just don't understand how politics impact them every day. Mm -hmm. And when I mean young people, I'm talking about like 18 to 30. Right. Gotcha. You know, some of these people even got kids, right. like most of them. So for the, for the fact you telling me you don't do politics, like, let me explain to you why you need to. And so we go into a lot of conversations about that, um, explaining to them what local government does. You, you'd be surprised. People don't even understand what local government does mm -hmm. for them or federal government. Like, they don't get it at all. Mm -hmm. And gotcha. so we spend a lot of time educating people. But it is very difficult um, being a young person coming in. You're judged by everything you do. Um, you know, in my ward, I have a lot of senior citizens, mm -hmm. which honestly, I've been received pretty well by senior citizens um, in my ward. But at the same time, there's some like, oh, this little young girl right. or whatever the case might be. So it's always a struggle um, um, going through it. But we we navigate through it, you know, more so what we, we're trying to do is engage people to get involved in what's happening and um, why it's important for them to be involved, especially mm -hmm. in the city of Newark through the transition that we're going through right now. You have to be involved. You can't sit back and wait for people to come grab your hand to bring you. You got to engage the same way you engage with getting new sneakers and this and that. You got to engage in what's going on in the city, right. you know. 
know. And so we continue to preach that. But when you're in a game or field that you don't have the most support from the people that, you know, look like you right. in terms of age and, you know, culture, then you're always struggling. And so mm-hmm. that's the struggle that I'm in right now. Hmm. Yeah. You said this day and age dealing with the transition that Nork is going through. What is that transition? So Nork is on the up and rise. Like we people are looking at the city. They're more interested in the city than they mm-hmm. were 10 years ago or five years ago. For that matter, we have a lot of development. We have billions of dollars of development happening um, right now in the city, especially in the ward that I govern. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people are attracted now, mm-hmm. you know, attracted to the city. And so we have a lot of new people coming in. Mm-hmm. And so people are moving in. They're like, oh, this looks way better than, you know, Hoboken and Jersey City for me. Way better for price, you right. know, wise, especially. Um, So they're moving in. They're paying the low rent. And so people start to talk about gentrification a right. lot and start to say, oh, right. people are coming in, whatever, whatever. And so what I continue to preach to people is gentrification doesn't happen if you're involved. Mm. Now, if you're going to sit back and you're going to relax and you're going to let people come take what's yours, mm-hmm. then you got a problem. Find mm-hmm. yourself phased you out. You know, and you find yourself phased out. And so everywhere we go, we tell people like, look, this is how you stay connected. This is how you find out about the opportunities. So many people are doing so many great things. And you'll be surprised how many people sneak in from other cities mm-hmm. to take advantage of those opportunities. We're like, where you from? What? East Orange? Oh, okay. Like, how you find out about... Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I went online, you know, whatever, whatever. And I found out about it. But our people seem not to want to do that, you know, especially young people. Right. It's interesting that you said that because about a month ago, I was on social media and there was a post that was put out and it, like, blew up. Like, it was being shared everywhere. So there was, like, a an event, a private event came in. I guess it was, like, certain artists came inside the city and they had this event for the people and... Everybody that was on the post or the community was like, I should have been told about this. You know, how could you have these private events and you not let us know? How do you know that we didn't want to be involved and you're not giving us the opportunity to be involved? And they were like, live it. So what do you say? For situations like that. I just like, went through this yesterday. We we had like an event with Nork is going through this thing where we're trying to establish a land bank. The governor signed a bill about a couple of weeks ago establishing land banks to help um, urban communities deal with blight and vacant lots. Like we have a mm-hmm. huge problem in our city with vacant lots. And even our mayor has been trying to do a push where we try to, um, you know, basically promote to people to buy up land. Mm-hmm. Like even people that's like, you know, might not have a job. You might have drug dealers that's out on the street. They spend the money on this, that, car. You could be buying up right. your entire right. block, right. buying houses, you know, investing. I'm not promoting people to sell drugs or be in illegal activity. But if you are, look at the optics for mm-hmm. yourself. Like mm-hmm. right now, if you go buy up this property for how much you went to go spend at Neiman Marcus on all that stuff you got on, right. you 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 will be putting yourself into a right. good position. And so people always say, oh, I didn't know about it. And I'm like, well, how would you like to know about it? Mm. Because I, 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 I get confused on what would you like for me to do? For you to know about it since I came in, you didn't want me. Oh my, you you hit it right. You took took exactly what I mean. They want me to go buy out of sixty thousand plus residents. They want me to go buy each house and give you a personal invite. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, do you really think that's realistic? With like twenty five events happening in a week, Mm -hmm. It, it doesn't work like that. And so. 
in essential world, we try to do like some things because people will always tell you, oh, I don't know about this. Communication sucks. And we are doing a lot, you know, trying to do different things different on the city wide to kind of boost communication. But I'm like, you know, other people just go out and get it. Mm-hmm. They go look, yeah. you know, if you're hungry for it, if you're you hungry it, right? for it, you mm-hmm. just go log on and right. see like everybody could use Google. You could type in a whole question to Google right. and get an answer. Right. Right. So it's like for me, it's like, what are you doing for yourself to get the information? Right. But we have implemented a toll free hotline. Every week we go in there and we announce everything happening throughout the city, Monday through Saturday, like literally everything. You can go in there, listen, get that information. Get that number. Right. Yes. Please. I actually got to get it from my phone. <laughs> it's like a one eight 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 number and okay. I had to look at my heart. So that's that's the one thing that we did. And we did that for our seniors because seniors are like, you know, we just want to call up on our phone and see what's going on. I'm like, no problem. We'll they just want to use the phone or use they the love phone. They, they want to get out the phone. Yeah. And so we did that the for them. Court. Correct. <laughs> And then on Mondays, we do a all send out of like 50 flyers on Facebook mm-hmm. every Monday. Um, and we do it from our suite. We created a Central World community page um, for Facebook, Instagram, and we put it all there like for okay. people. Like so you can go on every Monday. I'm, I always start off by like happy Monday. Let's start off with some good information. Mm-hmm. Take what you need. Please share. And we, so we have like a lot of shares. A lot of people like, thank you. Like no one ever posts anything. I'm like, good. You know, you know, you could check back here on Monday and find out the things. We had a land banking um, uh, community meeting and the people like, oh, I didn't know about this. I'm like, well, wait, I posted it two weeks in advance each Monday after Monday, like mm-hmm. for two weeks. Mm-hmm. How you ain't know? Yeah. They're like, oh, well, you know, Facebook feed don't go oh, regular. Boy. I'm like, look, look, look. The I algorithms. I, I'm like, look, look, I can't, I can't right. see why Facebook feed right. ain't, ain't right. coming right. in, right. in right. order. Like right. you would just go and type in La Monica or Central right. Ward to see the information. So some people that went, they're like, thank you very much. And then some people was like, oh, I didn't know about this. This was a private event. And I always want to know to those people, like like one guy said, it wasn't publicly announced. I'm like, what does publicly announced mean to mm-hmm. you? Are you looking for the pop-up on Channel 7 while mm-hmm. you watching the news? Because the city doesn't do that. Like, we don't have the, you don't have the, the, cap- the capabilities of doing that, but we do have a local access channel, which Channel 78, they post like continue flyers mm-hmm. there, whatever. But for me, we just, we, we try to change the mindset of people to like engage instead of just waiting for things to come to your door. We have a, a whole job employment center for the city. Every week they send out flyers of different companies is going to be there. You can come down. And people still like, well, you know, I didn't know about it. I'm like, ain't nobody coming to your house to give you no job. Mm. No. Now you right. with, with the unemployment rate and people looking for jobs, like what make you think somebody gonna come ring mm-hmm. your doorbell and tell you, hey, come on down and get right. the job, and I'm gonna come pick you up mm-hmm. for it. It just doesn't work like that, and that's a cultural mindset that we have to change about the people. Like you gotta be engaged and in it to get it. Like you gotta be in it to win it. They just they just don't get that it's, portion of that. You know, I'm happy you said that because like we've had past guests and. Like understanding this platform and that bridging of the gap between community and law enforcement. Um, Elijah has been in law enforcement for over 20 years. Mm, Um, And, you know, a lot of things that they say people from the community is like, well, if you want us to have this relationship and you want us to formulate this bond, then we expect the police officers to come to our community and say like, hey, look, we know that we got a bad rap, but um, this is what we want to do. What do you say in cases like that? Because my thing is always 
it's both of our responsibilities. You got to hold yourself accountable. You got to hold your community accountable. Just like these law enforcement um, people in law enforcement needs to come to you. Why are you not saying Correct. anything to them or coming Correct. to them? And Newark, we're in like a different kind of phase right now because we're underneath a consent decree right now. And for those who do not understand that, for many years, we were um, known as a uh, basically a bad police department. Mm-hmm. Um, we had since the rebellion or before the rebellion um, in the 60s, people literally were complaining about the police officer, the racial discrimination, the stop and frisk, like all of the things that we had going on. There were like numbers of like 80% of African-Americans being pulled over by police officers, uh, 80% of African-American arrests. It was really bad. And this went on for like years Mm -hmm. of this happening. Um, And so um, I can't remember the exact year. We had a basically a federal investigation on our police department. And when the findings came back, they were terrible. And so we had to go through an entire remodel of our police department. We brought in a a former director, but new to back new to the city um, to come in. We have a state a federal monitor and all of those things. And so one of the pieces that even our mayor has been forcing is community policing. And so in many cases, I, I agree, residents should be coming to police, should be engaging. But at the same time, our police now are mandated to have community events. So we have a community resource officer in every ward, every precinct. We do so many community events. They're actually really, really good to doing it. I find it to be really good. And still people are like, that's not like enough. Right. And you're going to have that all the time. Right. But we have them doing community events. They, you know, get uh, fundraisers and, you know, sponsor to do events. Um, we have um, citizens, um, patrol uh, division. And oh, so wow. basically what we do is we start a class. We, we Every quarter we do a class where we bring in maybe like 20 to maybe 40 people who want to be in the citizens patrol unit. And they basically ride with like a clergy member, mm-hmm. a police officer, mm-hmm. and they go out into the community or whatever. But they even have like a special car, it's yellow, and they ride around and they, and they do this work, but they go through a training to do mm-hmm. it as well. Uh, some of the community officers, they've been going around. I know in my ward, they're very big with that they um basically promote block associations they do they give citizens training on block associations so if you have like a block association or a tenant association mm-hmm. you can request that training and see what that looks like so you could kind of try to help police and govern your community yourself right. and so those are really great programs that we're trying to build back up because they used to be real popular back in the day then they stopped and now we're trying to get them back um you know coming up then also too we have uh we were just um a federal judge do like a totally long case, a long fight. Uh, we actually just uh, got the approval to have our citizens um, basically um, review complaints against the police. When you say complaints, you mean like um, like demeanor complaints or like. Criminal complaints? Or? Criminal complaints, all complaints. They're able to review. Um, you know, they're not like a governing body in terms of um, saying fire that police officer, right. but they're able to review and, and do that. For a long time, a lot of people, even our FOP was against that. You know, you, you definitely don't want citizens looking into police business or, you know, basically crucifying a police officer. But that's not the case. It's to give the police department some transparency. Um, oh, OK. So, so basically... Okay, because I was concerned myself. I was going to ask so, you. Right? Yeah. So, so basically, what it is is at they this this citizen panel. I'm, I'm going to call mm-hmm. them. They get the documents of the investigation after it's complete to see. 
basically they they're able to review things themselves or do investigations themselves yes they are um and still that doesn't stop what the process of the formal process is for the police department so if you get um a complaint to internal affairs internal affairs has to notify the review the citizens this review panel. yeah complaint board uh about that about that complaint against okay. the police officer i just want to like this this panel what are their qualifications like is there well, their we, resume, like how, how are these people selected? So that's a good question. We actually just won a case like maybe two to three weeks ago. So we we didn't have like we literally is nothing that's kicking off yet. We were going through a battle. Like I said, the FOP and a lot of police officers were against uh, a lot. Our whole organization was against <laughs> um, against the board, against that review board. And so right now we because we won our case, now we're putting together what that looks like, the qualifications for each board member, how that happens and, you know, basically um, putting more meat to what their role is going to be. What do you say? Um, how do you feel about the review board and being an officer for such a long time? Um, I don't. My problem with it is I do have a problem with it. My problem with it is I just want to know the qualifications. Like it took me a long time to learn how to handle an investigation. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between an investigation being uh, impartial investigation being done by the facts, and then people sometimes interject their opinion. Mm. So, and, and that's and that's and that's I think that gets lost a lot with um, the community and the police department. Like all police investigations should be based on facts, I, as I hope they are done. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people feel like they're paying. Well, that's not right. Well, that's not right. Why? Why is that not right? Mm -hmm. Not because you don't feel like it's right. Because sometimes there's a lot of things I don't feel like is right. But this law says that that this is the way it has to be. So that's my only thing. Like as long as as long as the 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 panel is qualified um and fair as well, uh, I guess it's yeah. fine. I mean. Yeah, I, I can't really speak to the qualifications cuz I don't know I um detail from detail about it. It's or, still new, right? It's, it's still, still it's, it's still yeah, it's, it's, sorry, it's, it's still it. it's definitely still new, but it is something that we literally our mayor felt was very important and we mm -hmm. kind of fought um I mean literally tooth and nails going to a federal judge even the attorney general um ruled against the the board, you know, them having the the complaint board. And so literally, you know, we've been fighting this case and we won and it's really a big victory for Newark, um, and it kind of sets the tone. Newark kind of always sets the tone for other cities in terms of how they move forward as well. Um, but just like our police director said, they, you know, he doesn't feel any type of um, way like this is a battle between like administration and him or the community and him because basically you have nothing to hide, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing to hide, right. and this mm -hmm. this is basically you know we're, we're just putting transparency from right. the community perspective to the police department. So it's good to be working together. With with right. our chief and our director and Absolutely. our mayor and the council people understanding what the goal is. Um, but definitely the review board is not to crucify police officers because we still know that there is a formal process to, you know, get rid of any police officer or discipline a police officer. Mm -hmm. Those things are not what they're going to be taking over or doing. And so I think that's important, too, for people to understand. Yeah, Understanding that the qualifications for this review board is up to par and no one's going in with emotion, I think that should be a trickle thing. And I'm like, not yeah. just Nork, like in every city, because transparency is what we need. That's right. what the community wants, especially feeling like the police are protected. Right. You know, like whatever you do, whatever you go through, y'all going to come together. It's not, we're not, we're not going to have a voice as yeah. communities. It is, I think that's 
really dope. I like yeah, it. Yeah, especially like now in today's times. I right. mean, seriously, I mean, I, I'm thankful for the city of Newark and the police department. I mean, everything that we kind of been through, all of the history built, built up in the police department. I mean, oh. we're at a different time now. And I think now in our city, I'm happy to be amongst police officers that, you know, take some care. We, we did have an incident not too long ago that was crazy and they handled it immediately. Like mm-hmm. that that officer was suspended mm-hmm. and so forth. And, you know, of course you got the organizations, the unions mad about that. But at the end of the day, I appreciate that. Right. Because you get sometimes people, police out here go out here and do the wrong things and they still on the job the next day right. in some towns, depending on what kind of town you from. And so at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I'm just appreciative to have a department that understands that we want to have transparency and we want to do things accordingly. Um, so it's it's really, really helpful. Um, we had so many incidents. I just had two officers that were stabbed um, maybe about a, maybe two weeks ago or whatever, and they did not hurt this person at all. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you a person pull out a big butcher knife on you, they stab you. It, I could name a thousand other times if that would have happened. And that person probably would have been dead. Mm-hmm. And then we would have been saying, oh, my God, the, we have a, the police shot this person. Mm-hmm. They just had a knife. And it's like we, we commended our officers for that because they got stabbed, you mm-hmm. know, and they didn't hurt the person. All they did was cuff the person, tell the person to calm down. And they was hurt. Wait, they cuffed the person while they're bleeding. While they were bleeding. One got stabbed in the arm. One was stabbed in the leg. And and we released a, a body cam video um, online uh, not too long ago. And I mean, I, I don't even think they knew. I don't know. I've never been like stabbed before. But <laughs> after, they, after they got stabbed, like, you know, I guess when it happened, you didn't notice it happened. So after they already had her like cuffed, the, the young lady, they were like, oh, my God, bro, I'm stabbed. And it's like on the body cam. I'm like, oh, my God, they must have been feeling like right, right. away. Because it was like right. afterwards, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm stabbed in the arm. I'm stabbed wow. in the leg. So. You know, it was it, I was thankful for that, you know, because this young lady, whatever her problem was at the time, rather it was a mental situation or whatever the case might be. You know, I don't want somebody to lose their life you right. know, for something like that. But I also want to make sure officers are protected right. or whatever. And it comes with certain training that gets you to, you know, get you to that perspective. So I'm thankful for for that, for that matter, how it turned out. I wish that video went viral. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Never because it, it. It, it doesn't. You'll, you'll never see it. Yeah. Right, <laughs> but but had had they done something differently, oh it, yeah, it would be. I would have mm-hmm. known about it. Like I wouldn't be shocked by this. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know about that. Correct. We we got to get better. And as far as transparency, I just want to go back to that. I believe in transparency because that's the only way trust can be built. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're making strides, but it seems like everybody wants immediate change. Mm-hmm. This this didn't get corrupted or and 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 this shape no. is it overnight. So it Mm-mm. took. It's been. Wrong from the beginning, from the whole time, from its inception. So now it's starting to change, and it's, it's changing slowly, but it is change. There, there is change coming. But so I'm, I'm with the panel as long as, <laughs> again, as long as the qualifications is right, because you are. See, the problem with with, with a cop is with police. Once you have the bad stigma, it's impossible to shake. Yeah. So I, I would hate for someone who honestly did the right thing. And then someone's opinion to play a part because you can, when you summarize something, you can spin it any way you want. That's why some reasons are not good. So that's why I ask, like, when it's done, like, is it the investigation? Here you go. Here's the investigation. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you see some an angle we should have went at and we'll go to that angle and come back with that information. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I can see the benefit of that totally. I just don't want, and I'm sure the unions don't want anyone Correct. to just be throwing their opinions in and 
murky, murking up the water any more than it already is. Definitely, so that's definitely. It. That was my thing. Well, this interview definitely went somewhere that I did not think it was going to go. I had so many questions, that, <laughs> but you kind of answered them without me even asking, like just speaking of the initiatives and what's going on and the role that you play and what's expected of law enforcement, what's expected of the community. I think what NORC is doing is amazing. Like I said, I hope that trickles down um, to New Jersey as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a great representation of how we should uh, function. Um is there anything that you want to share with us um, in addition to what you've already shared with what's going on in the community or um, how they can reach out? I know you said that telephone number. We have to get that telephone number so, um, you know, we are aware of how to reach out to you. Definitely. So I just, I, I mean, anybody who's uh, tuned in, uh, you just got to, I'm challenging everybody with being involved in your community. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you you live here. Uh, some people work here. You're raising children here. Your family from here. Your grandmama from here. Like, I need for you to engage in the things that's happening in the city, you know. And so, um you can't wait for people to come to you. You can't wait for a politician to come to you. I always tell people, I need for you to get out and get it. And then when you don't get it or you were treated right. wrongly, then I need for you to tell me then. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, But I can't fight for you if you're not going out to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I just want to encourage anybody, whatever town you live in, it doesn't have to be Newark. Any town you live in, engage to what's happening. Um, if you're in the Central Ward or you're from the city of Newark and you're looking for me, Councilwoman MacGyver, <laughs> uh, you could definitely reach us we our main number is 973-733-5870 and we also have a community uh email which is centralward at ci.nork.nj.us and the hotline that i mentioned for any um announcements about things that are happening in the central ward or in the city of Newark. period um is one eight 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 five three two four four nine. Um, on the city's website, we have all of our council members listed, um, so you can visit there. We have a underneath my page, we have a community calendar that we update monthly, as well as an area for you to subscribe for updates. And so we send out weekly updates to those emails that you put on every Monday. Same flyers, so you know what's going on. But my challenge to anybody listening is to get involved. I ain't asking you to go out and sweep the block every. <laughs> Monday. But what I am asking you to do is stay up to par of the things happening that you can engage in, your children can engage in, your aunt, your cousin, anybody that you know right. um, can get involved in. So definitely, you know, engage, get involved. So with the new day and age of the millennials, is there social media um, handles that they can follow? Yes. So on Instagram, I am on Instagram and Twitter, um, Councilwoman MacGyver, LaMonica MacGyver, um, Facebook, LaMonica MacGyver, and I'm very active on social media. I'm, I'm young, she so is, I like everyone. social media. <laughs> and sometimes I have to understand, like, everybody doesn't use social right. media, but I'm very active on social media, so I post everything, anything going on. I mean, I try to give everything a little break sometimes. I mm-hmm. feel like people get tired of looking at posts, but uh, we just try to, you know, inform people of what's going on. And so definitely you can, you know, click and follow. And we also have a Central War page as well, a Central War community on Facebook and Instagram. So um, definitely just check us out. And that's just under Central Ward. Yes. Central War community. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's amazing. Elijah, you have any questions before we go? Um, No. Um, 
I'm in, I'm impressed. I'm I'm proud to see a black woman doing such right. great things. Right. Especially so young. Um, I'm inspired, and I'm gonna get out there and do something more. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's great. Lamonica, if you have any questions for us. No, I just want to thank you guys for welcoming thank me. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. And, you know, I wish this podcast lots of success. Thank, thank you. you. Know, thank definitely. you. We appreciate definitely. you. Jerry, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to No Ops Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our tiny space, but we also hope you'll take two seconds out of your time to subscribe, like, comment, share, tell your friends, tell your community, go to work, let them know all about us. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.